Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome in, everyone. This is another edition of Catfish on Ice with your host, Chad Minton, and co-host, Rich Howe, as we're watching the season finale of the National Predators 2021-22 season. Can you believe that we've made it this far, Rich? We are at the finish line of the regular season. It just seems like just yesterday. Just yesterday. Just yesterday. Or, or at least um, I gotta I gotta address this tweet you sent out from the Catfish account uh, during the right. last game. You were fired up, so Rich uh, Rich did an awesome job running the Catfish and Ice tweets. We always switch uh, off in that uh, absolutely wild, insane, crazy game we watched against the Avalanche last night, mm-hmm. and uh, Rich uh, sent out a very um, very bold and outlandish yep. tweet that started off with suck it haters regarding uh david riddick and all the doubters and yeah. david riddick i felt like that tweet was I directed said. at me rich no i felt no. like it was really because, no because i i i have been very no. vocal that i don't know how i feel about david riddick leading no. the predators in the playoffs it was more directed towards um if you got on I know you don't do Facebook very often, but Facebook's horrible. They're like, get rid of him. He's bad. He's horrible. Why is he playing? Bring in Askarov. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, Yeah, because he can just he can just hop off the plane from flying halfway across the world to play his first NHL game. Yeah, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and um, and hey, here's a here's a a, a breaking news story for you. He's not even signed by the Predators. Yeah, well, don't so, try to make don't try to make sense of anything on Pred's Facebook because it'll just you won't oh get anywhere gosh. with it. All yeah, right, so I, I said uh, <laughs> I said Riddick puts up a big suck it haters win against the Avalanche, and it was that's very yeah. much what it was. You laid it out perfectly the way you said it. I loved it, but yeah. I I thought maybe it was directed at me. All right, maybe no, it wasn't. I would never do that. Um, we're gonna get into all this because um, I'm telling you. We're in rare territory for this franchise when it comes to going into the playoffs and having a lot of questions surrounding the goaltender situation. <laughs> um, we've always sure. had Peck, we've always had Pecorine to just guide us into the playoffs. Well, yep. guess what, everybody? We don't have that right now. This is episode 125 of Catfish on Ice. We are going to do our full end of season review and mm. also get you ready for the 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs, which the Nashville Predators are in for their eighth straight season. Got to share a really good tweet from Willie Donick, oh, yeah. uh, the main, main broadcaster of the Nashville Predators, Bally on Sports South. He does all the broadcasts. Mm. He put out a really good, very interesting stat, basically laying out 
how many teams in the four major sports have done what the Preds have done, which is make eight straight playoffs. And it's oh, yeah. not very many teams. Are you ready for these teams? I am. I know one hockey team, but yes. Yeah. I mean, you got the Penguins who have yeah. made 15, 15 straight playoff appearances, which is crazy. So uh, the two other years. teams, you've got They're the Boston, two. you've got the Boston Celtics in the NBA, the Los Angeles Dodgers in the Major League Baseball, the Washington Capitals, and then the Nashville Predators. Those are the only five teams in the four major sports who have made the playoffs for at least eight straight seasons. That's pretty. That's wow. pretty interesting. That's pretty amazing, right there. That is. When was the Boston? What is it like now, or was it in the past? Uh, I think it's all current right now. Current. Oh, huh. I, I, it doesn't have a lot of information. I think that's current. Yeah. It doesn't say Cause, here. Cause it's got to be current. It's got to be. I used to watch the NBA. There were some years where Boston was not good. That's I that's it doesn't say in the tweet from Willie Donick, but uh, I gotta feel, I, I gotta right. expect that that's just current team. I would say so. active, yeah. like active streaks, which is still yeah. a really, really cool um accomplishment for the Preds yeah. franchise. But the uh, know, naysayer so the naysayer and the critic in me would say, Okay, but what do you have to show for it? Right. Not much. But I don't know. A trip to the Stanley Cup once. Yeah. Exactly. He also he also said that the Predators pl- played the Coyotes in the very first game in this arena back whenever. And two thousand three, yeah, two thousand three. Is that it? Yep. And they're playing. They're ending it. They're playing the last game ever in this arena. So yeah, that's kind of cool. It's kind of that neat. is cool. So some good, some really good, interesting nuggets from uh, Willie Donick, who is yep. an outstanding broadcaster who covers the Nashville Predators. We yes. love him. All right. So, um, yeah, this game has been just completely just a circus. Like right. every other Preds game we pretty much watch. Like, is there ever a game that's not a circus that the Preds play these days? No. Um, but uh, the Preds, they no. they just they just say, you know what? We have no interest in playing the Colorado Avalanche in the first round. So we're just going to go ahead and score four goals in like the first five minutes of the game or whatever it was. I mean. I didn't even have time to sit. I didn't even have time to sit down and get comfortable. And it was already like three to nothing in this game. You can go get you a frosty tomorrow. We spent all night waiting for this game to start because it's an extremely late start for for both the central time zone and the eastern time zone, which is what Rich is in right now. Uh, I've always I've always said fire the eastern time zone into the sun. It should just be a central time zone, a mountain time zone in a Pacific time zone, but we won't well, get into that. You better get used to it because you're going to be in an Eastern time zone down the road there. I am. I'm going to have to get used so, to Eastern time zone. Yeah, gonna you be, are right about gonna, that. We're going to be synced up. Yeah, we so, are. We're going to be on the same page. That is a good thing there. Yeah. All right. Let's let you know what we got in the rundown here. Episode 125 of Catfish on Ice brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. We're up late with you. and We hope you're going to be up late with us too. If you're watching live on the YouTube channel, watching sure. live on Twitter at Catfish Ice is where you can follow us. Also on Facebook and Instagram. I got my coffee thermos right here, Rich. You see here? I have a right here. Energy probably drink. probably shouldn't be drinking caffeine this late, but it's okay because I need it. Because yeah, I mean, it's sure. a late one. It's a late one to close out the season. But I will say, let's let you know what we got in store for you. We're gonna do season superlatives. 
for this team. We've got five good superlatives yep. for this team. I don't know who Rich picked. He doesn't know who I picked. We like to have fun with these when we make our selections on these. And we always catch each other off guard. We see if we agree. I feel like we agree a lot of times. Great minds think alike. But we'll see. We'll see. There's a couple of them that are a little obvious, but we'll see. We'll We'll see see what happens. We're going to throw out some playoff X factors for this Preds Mm. team. If they are going to indeed shock most of us and get out of the first round, we are going to throw around, toss around some X factors for this team. Some players who really have to shift everything for this team to get past what looks like it's going to be Calgary more than likely. We are, at the, we are at the first intermission, and the Preds are up 4-1 to one on the hapless Coyotes, who um, I feel like they are already got their tee times lined up for uh, next week. I'm sure they do. They've probably got their vacations booked. Yes. I feel bad. Real, real quick, I feel kind of bad for the Coyotes fans in uh, Glendale there, like losing your hockey team. I know they're just moving to another city in but Arizona. But it's different, though. They're moving like – like from what, I understand, that, from what I understand, that Phoenix metropolitan area is massive. It's vast. Yeah. So they're they're moving out of that region of the area, from to, what I understand. To, to, is it, it's, I think it's in Tempe, right? Isn't that where they're yeah. going to build the new yeah. area? Areas yeah. of Arizona State. Yeah, they were uh, – the Valley Sports South broadcast was showing like – Oh, I saw video. that, it, and it looks so small, man. It, it looks does. like a it it really does look like a very small college arena hockey. Yeah. Like it's going to be so crazy to yeah. watch a game there next season. But when they build like their official new arena, is it Tempe? Is that where it's going to be? I think Tempe? so. I, I I haven't followed it I lately. I know they're trying to figure it out, but um, those the, there's a lot of good fans down there, and they deserve to have. A yeah. good arena to cheer on their team. Of course, a lot of the purest hockey fans are like, this is so idiotic to have a team down there. Gary Bettman, for some reason, is going to die on this hill to keep a team in Arizona, even though it's not working. Yeah. But um, either way, you are correct, Rich. It is um, – you do kind of feel bad for the fans. And there's yeah. a lot of fans there tonight, and I expected that. I thought the Coyotes would bring up forth – a little bit of a better effort to open this game. Um, yeah. I thought this was going to be one of those fluky, like weird mm-hmm. games where Trap. maybe the Trap. Preds just didn't come out firing on all cylinders and the Coyotes would bring that extra intensity level to close out mm-hmm. their arena because it's their last game in that arena. But the Preds just came out with a buzzsaw. You saw Colton Sisson score the first goal of the game on a beautiful, Which, gorgeous pass from Roman Yossi. For his 96 point of the season. Yes, that was just a pinpoint perfect pass from the captain. Mm-hmm. And then after that, just rapid fire goals from Ellie Tolvanen got a goal. Uh, Mikel Granlin got a goal. Ryan Johansson got a goal. Ryan Johansson continues to just put up career mm-hmm. goal numbers. Uh, he scored the third most most goals of his NHL career this season, and his that's, most his most by far with the Predators. That's awesome. Hello, yeah. Lindsay. What's up, Poor Lindsay? Lindsay? Welcome in. Poor Lindsay. Hello, hello friends. <laughs> hide the pain. Yeah, Lindsay's going through a lot right now because um, she's a big David Riddick fan, and we all are. I mean, David Riddick is such a good guy. He's such a class act. We're all rooting yep. for him, obviously, but. Uh, 
a lot of the fans and a lot of the media just don't have faith in Riddick yep. right now to lead the Predators in the playoffs. It's a very tough spot to be in for Riddick, yep. for uh, Connor Ingram. If he's the one that ends up starting game one, either way, it's going to be tough. Yep. The Stupid Steel is on Stupid Steel is on YouTube right now. Yeah, it says great game so far. Just need to not let off the gas. Yes. No. Totally agree. And then, totally agree with Stupid Seal there. Omarsh BP03. Hello. I don't think we've seen. Hey, welcome in, Omar. Uh, welcome into YouTube. We appreciate the question yep. here. He said he says, uh, do you think Saros will be available for the start of the playoffs? Absolutely not. There's no not. way. I would be surprised if he's in the playoffs at all. If they, make yeah, it. we're going to talk about it a little bit later. We've got a full yeah. segment dedicated to this, but we will touch on that question real quick. Um, so Alex Doherty, which is a friend of the podcast, has been on the podcast, mm-hmm. writes for A to Z Sports, does great coverage for the Predators. Yep. Um, he put out a really good report that even Elliot Friedman referenced on on a podcast. So mm-hmm. congratulations to Alex Doherty on putting out that great report. But um, it's looking like four to six weeks, according to his source. So if you high do your sprain. math, you do your math and high ankle sprain. And um, you, you hear a lot about high ankle sprains in sports. And it really mm-hmm. comes down to pain tolerance. And it comes down to how much do you really want to push a player. Right. And when you're thinking about a player like UC Soros, you don't want to push your, your, young, your young franchise <laughs> goaltender. So – um, if I'm the Preds front office, I'm riding or dying with Ingram and or David yep. Riddick in that first round, second mm-hmm. round, and beyond if you make it that far. And just got to let the chips fall where they may. It's unfortunate to have an injury at this point in the season, but you cannot risk your long-term future uh, no. and risk damaging Saros's career further. It's just it wouldn't be fair to Soros, yeah. first of all. But we're going to talk yeah. about it more. Great question. We've got that saved later in this episode, and then we will get into some other stuff. Playoff predictions in each first round matchup. We, me and Rich, are both yeah. going to predict each first round matchup as really the only first round matchups that aren't official yet until this Preds game goes final. Is yep. will the Preds play Calgary or Colorado, and will Dallas play Calgary <coughs> or Colorado? That's all we're waiting on. The rest of the playoff. First round bracket is set. So that's what we got in store for you tonight. Awesome way to end the 2021-22 season tonight. Late night edition. Late night. of Super late night edition of Catfish Tonight. I don't even know how Rich is awake. Um, If Rich does, if Rich starts falling asleep and I see him, I will do my best to wake him up. Please help. A lot. A little subtle, a little yeah, subtle promotion drink. of Rockstar Energy drinks. They do not, unfortunately, sponsor us. But if Rockstar Energy, but if anyone representing Rockstar Energy drinks is watching the pod tonight, we just gave yes. you a, a we just gave you a, a free, free promotion there. Free advertisement. Yep that that one, uh, that one is we're, on us. We're gonna get a cease and desist letter. They're gonna be like, yeah. you're not hardcore enough. Yeah, we're you doing that you one for free. Board or or. Uh, ride bmx or uh, any of that so uh you're not- we we're just gonna tell rockstar right now we did that one free promotion we're not gonna do right. anymore no they're more. gonna have to pay us they're gonna have to show, show us, us the, the money cat. show us the money for the next one show us the money all right rich you're gonna have to give us the game updates tonight because i am in an office with no cable so rich is yeah. our resident rich is our resident 
uh, game updater, live game updater. It looks well, like we are. We looks like we are in the second period. We are. No, no goals have been scored yet. No amazingly. goals have been scored. The Predators um, have only gotten one shot um, since about five minutes in the first left in the first period. Well, there you uh, go. Arizona has seven, so they're catching up to them. But I mean, nothing much. The Preds, the, the Preds got to finish this game out. Just, just I'm not saying coast, but just play yeah. smart. Play conservative. Like, you don't have to be, like, just, like, crazy, like, going all out and and making these crazy decisions. Play a very conservative, smart game. Get out of this game making sure you at least get a point. You should Mm -hmm. absolutely get two points. But all you got to do is get a point, and you're playing Calgary. So just play smart. Play smart defensively. Don't leave yourself susceptible to counterattacks and odd man rushes and put Connor Ingram in these really bad situations. That's all you got to do. And you yep. are going to be playing the Calgary Flames in the first round. So just yep. that's all you got to do, Preds. Just do it. Just do it. All right. I just showed a graphic of David Poyle real quick said um, he has the most regular season wins of any general manager. Well, good for Preds him. Made, uh, Preds made the playoffs 15 of the last 18 seasons. I mean, that's all well and good, but the Preds, a lot of your Preds fans don't care about that stuff. They just want, they want to see they want to see hardware. Not anymore. They used to. They want to see more uh, than just I mean, all all those playoff appearances and all you have, I'm playing devil's advocate here. All you have to show for it is one cup appearance and one president's trophy and one Western Conference yep. final appearance. That's all that's you got true. to show for it. And I understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just not going to fly much longer. Missy Missy is on YouTube right here. She says, hey, y'all. Hey, back. We appreciate you being in, Missy. We really love having you in here with us. All right. So let's go ahead and get started here with episode 125, and we're going to do our season superlatives. How about that? Season good things. We've got five season superlatives to start off with or to do tonight if you've got any more superlatives share them on the chat right now or tweet us at catfish mm-hmm. ice and we will share them if you can think of any other good superlatives we always had superlatives when you were in high school like best dressed most likely to do this or that that's kind of where yeah. we're going with this let's go with most improved first that's a good one most improved. I'll give you mine first, and I'll see what you say, Rich. Okay, you go. My ahead. most improved. I actually had to think about this for a little bit. This was not an easy player to pick because there's a lot to choose from. There's a lot of improved players <coughs> on this team. For sure. Here's mine I went with. Mikel Granlund. Mm, that's a good one. As most improved. He was basically like damaged goods for this team. I mean, to the <coughs> point where we didn't even think they were going to bring him back. Like, I mean, we were yeah. like that, that we were ready to say that trade was awful. Kevin Fiala is flourishing and we got Mikel Granlund, who is a mm-hmm. shell of himself, his Minnesota yep. self. And let me see, just going off tonight's stats alone and what he has done. I mean, his assist numbers have been, we have all known what Mikel Granlund's done assist wise this year. He has piled up the assist. He has absolutely solidified the top six of this lineup which is what we were really worried about figuring out. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you right now, and we've said this before in previous episodes throughout this uh, season, we have said, what would we have asked, what would this team be 
if Mikel Granlin does not get re-signed back in the last offseason? Where would they be? (laughs) Probably not in the position they're in. They probably wouldn't have even made the playoffs. Well, I mean, we we get lost, and rightfully so, but we get lost in Roman Yossi (laughs) and Matthew Shane. We get lost in Philip Forsberg, Tanner Janot. We get lost in all those players, and somehow we get lost in the shuffle. We forget that Mikel Granlin's having a hell of a bounce back year for this team. Sure. So, I mean, let's look at his current numbers. 53 assists, not counting tonight's game, which he has also tallied a goal tonight. (laughs) 53 assists. Yes, would we like to see Mikel Granlin hit the back of the net more often, score a few more goals? Yeah, maybe. But that's just not his role on this team. He's more. Yeah, for sure. he's, He's a distributor. He's basically become what everyone wanted Ryan Johansson to be for all those years. Yep. And that's not to say Ryan Johansson hasn't had a good year either, but I'm just saying mm-hmm. Granlund has really just made his line mate so much better throughout the season. So I went I went with him as my most improved player. I almost picked Matt Duchesne. I was stuck between those two. Well, I picked Matt Duchesne. So fair enough. Yep. So I I made a little note here. Um, we know how bad he struggled since he's been in Nashville. Um, it wasn't horrible, but it was definitely not living up to an $8 million a year contract at all. And he went from people wanting him to be picked by Seattle in the expansion draft to being um, the Predators' single-season goal scorer this season. Mm-hmm. So that's massive, massive improvement that guy yes Um, I mean like you said there's many players we could give this to but the two you mentioned are you you mentioned Granlin and Duchesne those seem like they stick out quite a bit Mm -hmm. so um for sure I just remember I just remember seeing Duchesne like dejected uh the last couple seasons um you know just everybody social media on riding his riding his case um yep just couldn't get anything going, and he definitely turned it around. So, well, wow, you're really selling it to me right now, Rich. That I should have taken, I should have taken <laughs> Matt Duchesne as well. But uh, I'm going to stick with Mikael Granlund. You stick with Matt Duchesne, but you really sold Matt Duchesne's case very well with your uh, eloquent uh, description there, oh. of Matt Duchesne. Because I agree with you, Matt Duchesne was dead in the water to this fan base. Oh yeah. For sure. Really, really both players right now that we just we just chose were like and, damaged yeah. goods. The fan base was done with them for and the most Ryan part. Johansson. But Matthew Shane was way more polarizing than Mikel Granlin was. Uh oh, Matthew yeah. Shane is just a polarizing player going mm-hmm. back to his Colorado Avalanche days. I mean, you hear from so many fans of teams that he's played for, and they say Duchesne is disengaged, he'll quit on you. He, he won't show up in the big moments. The things that, I mean, when you say things like that about a professional athlete, those oh, are yeah. literally fighting words. Those are the worst things that a professional athlete can ever mm-hmm. hear from people around him. The outside noise, when they hear uh, terms like he's a quitter, he's, yeah. uh, he's going to disappear on you, he's disengaged, all those things, Matthew Shane has been accused of. I have not seen one ounce of that this season from him. He has been 100% (laughs) engaged, and I always kid around. I'm like, 
pissed off Matt Duchesne's out there again. The dude always looks angry. He always looks like he's he sure on does. a mission. Yeah. And so, I mean, he's a great choice, too, for most improved player. Yeah. And, and he really has been such a catalyst for why this team has proven so many people wrong, including ourselves on this show. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. We used to Good one talk there. about him begging Seattle. Take him. Take him. Take Ryan Johansson. Oh, yeah. Let's get, yeah. Everyone go back and listen to our expansion draft episode back in the summer. Uh, you'll probably get some laughs out of that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, probably. All right. we, yeah, that's funny. Let's go to our next one here. This one's a little bit more um, nerve wracking. This one's not all glamorous, but it's still a good superlative. Biggest question mark next year. I think. I, well, <laughs> hold on. I wrote down one player and scribbled him out. And was like, you know what? No, I wanted to go against the grain and throw out a player that maybe some people wouldn't think of. I didn't want to do the obvious choice, but then I scribbled this player out and said, you know what? I'm going to go with the most obvious. And it's obviously Philip Forsberg. I mean, he's got to be the biggest question mark heading into next year because his value is so high for this team. And it really ties into the other local professional franchise that's in this city. Rich, I know you're not a big NFL guy, but I'm aware though. (laughs) It's the, yeah, it's the NFL draft right now. And, The Tennessee Titans basically (laughs) traded away the equivalent to if the Nashville Predators traded away Philip Tomasino. I think that's a fair equivalent because A.J. Brown is such a young and (laughs) star-studded and everyone thought that A.J. Brown was the future of the Titans franchise. It would be like Uh if on draft day, this coming up draft this year, the Predators just blindsided everybody and traded uh, Philip Tomasino. That's kind of like... So everyone's like the diehard NFL fans thought knew that there was some serious issues going on with mm-hmm. AJ Brown and the Titans, but um, not to turn this into a Titans podcast right now, but it it's, <coughs> it's eerily like freaking me out right now because now I got to yeah. think about my other local team, which is the local hockey team, the Nashville Predators. And I got to think, yeah, are we going to lose two superstars on each team? This year, like, are, am I going to have to deal with losing AJ Brown on my Tennessee Titans, and then have yeah. to lose Philip Forsberg in a couple months to free agency? Like, yeah, uh, I read somewhere he wanted Titans offered him was it sixteen million a season? Well, th- hey, this story is fluid. No, it's twenty two. It, you're hearing like two different sides, okay. and basically, your all your amazing <laughs> reporters out there are having to do the digging and earn their money as reporters to to. Uh, figure out both sides of the story. You're mm-hmm. hearing AJ Brown's side of the story and what he asked for. And then you're yeah. hearing um, other sides of the story, but basically it seems oh, like he, what it's really coming down to, it, it seems like he was asking for an astronomical amount of money, amount, the amount of money that the Titans weren't willing to pay. So I don't, I'm not saying that's exactly what's going on with Philip Forsberg. Yeah. And it, they are two completely different situations, obviously. Yeah, I'm just, sure. I'm just kind of tying them in together because you got your two local professional teams. And most Titans fans are also Predators fans and vice versa. And so it's just giving me nightmares right now if sure. both of those teams lose these two players. Yep. Looks like Lindsay switched to either her laptop or her iPad. I would give Joey an honorable mention. Yes, for sure. That is a good one. That's another perfect choice. I mean, yep. <clears throat> yes, I can't argue with that at all. 
the fact that Johansson has gone on this goal outburst this year. I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. Ryan Johansson has never scored this many goals in his Predators career. By a long shot, he's never scored this many goals in his Predators yeah, career. Sure. His previous career high with the Predators in goals was 15. He's yeah. got 26 this season. Yeah, so there you go. He is actually tied for his second most goals in his career, which he did in 2014-15 with Columbus. And then in 2013-14 season, he put up 33 <coughs> goals for Columbus. There you go. Used to be Johansson, Johansson is also just nine points shy of his career high in points, which he posted also oh, with wow. Columbus when he put up 71 points. So, yeah, Ryan Johansson is clearly – kind of reversing time a little bit. He's going back to his Columbus days before the Preds ever made that trade. And yeah. that's a beautiful thing to see for this team, to see Johansson do what he's doing this year. Well, he was probably upset like Matt Duchesne was because he was getting the getting the blues from the social media and the press and all that as well for because he makes $8 million a year too. So mm-hmm. Good choice go. from Lindsay there. I love that one. Good choice yep. there with uh, Ryan Johansson as so our, the, in our superlatives. So what yep. is that your biggest question of the year or two, though, Rich, is uh, well, obviously Phil Forsberg? I put that, but then I said, if he doesn't come back, who is David Poyle going to Oh, that's a good with? one. Let, let's go with – let's take Phil Forsberg out of this question here and name another player mm-hmm. that I almost wrote down, but then I scribbled him out. I was first thinking about Ellie Tolvanen. <laughs> As the biggest question. Well, I have next year. I kind of have a. I wrote down a. Another question mark is where are they going to get the badly needed secondary scoring? And I, I wrote just imagine this current team had Tolvanen, Cunning, Tomasino, etc. Poured in more goals. So that needs to be addressed in the offseason. Yeah, I think for sure. Well. When it comes to Ellie Tolvanen and why I thought he might be a good choice here for this mm-hmm. superlative biggest question for next year, the reason why I thought Ellie Tolvanen is if Ellie, I don't think he's going to get traded this offseason. I do think he will definitely be on this roster at the start of next season. But if Ellie Tolvanen doesn't quickly, like he's playing on the fourth line tonight in a game yeah. that's basically like a yes, I know the Preds are playing for the top wild card spot technically. But the fact that they buried Ellie Tolvanen on the fourth line tonight and they've For got sure. Luke Cunning, no offense to Luke Cunning, but they got Luke Cunning on the top line tonight, that tells you all you need to know about where he stands in this organization mm-hmm. right now in terms of Ellie Tolvanen. So Absolutely. you better believe that Ellie Tolvanen is going to eventually become trade bait next mm-hmm. season if he doesn't turn it around. Fast forwarding all the way to next trade deadline next season, we're going way ahead of time. Wait, wait, wait. But yep. but I'm telling you right now, with my crystal ball, Ellie Tolvanen <laughs> will be trade bait for this team if if something doesn't change between now and then. Absolutely, I 100% agree with you. Um, yeah, we saw him play well last season, and then he got hurt, and ever since he got hurt and sat out that little period of time. He just has not been able to string anything together. He, I mean, he's, he does he's, have he's a goal. good here and there, but yeah, it wasn't. He does nice have goal a goal too. tonight. He does have a goal tonight. Um, so he he's, that that was his eleventh goal of the year. He didn't even play last night. Yeah, so I don't <laughs> know, man. Scratched. I mean, it's it's tricky there. I still got Philip. Obviously, it's Philip Forsberg though. Yeah. 
over everybody. It's just too obvious there. Let's go to the next superlative here. Uh, Rich, real quick, what's going on in the game right now with the Preds and Coyotes? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) So we just got a a wacky, crazy first period, and now nothing's happening in the second period. Um, We got six minutes, six and a half minutes left, 17 shots to 10 shots. Um, just nothing much going on. So so both teams just tuckered themselves out. And <laughs> I just think gonna, they just, just tuckered themselves they're just, out. They're just going to coast to the finish line now. Yep. Preds got okay all the fans, Frosties in the Nashville area. You can go get you a Frosty if you live in the Nashville area. There you go. And, Connor um, Ingram's in net tonight. We do want to see Connor Ingram finish this game strong. Um, mm-hmm. He gave up the one goal late, but you know what? I mean, here's the deal, and we're going to talk about this when we get to the UC Soros information here in his latest on the injury. But I'm telling you, I wrote an article for Predlines.com about this, and um, it's really tricky to figure out who is the right choice for game one. And Lindsay, if you're still listening right now, um, I, I know you're a big David Riddick fan. But this is a tough dilemma right now for this team. Not so much because David Riddick is a bad goaltender, but you've got to think of the long. You got to take think of the long term, broad picture here for this franchise. And mm-hmm. almost certainly, Riddick is not going to be on this team next season. Whereas Ingram yeah. is definitely <clears throat> going to be the team's backup. So I'm just thinking long term here. If this mm-hmm. team doesn't play better in front of all their goaltenders, whether it's Soros, Riddick, or Ingram in net, then it doesn't matter. This team's not no, getting out of the first round. But I do think that Ingram needs to start game one, and you let the chips fall where they may because you've got to see what you have in him. you got to see if he can step up. And, and let's say Ingram does step up. Let's say he just, like, steals a game out of nowhere. Well, then yeah. that can give you some serious confirmation mm-hmm. that that he is absolutely the right choice to be behind Soros next year. Whereas if Riddick goes out there, he could still he's ca- fully capable of doing the th- same thing. He's yeah. got three forty save performances this year, so yeah, absolutely Riddick's a- ability to do the same thing. But yeah. I don't care what Riddick does this postseason, unless he just completely carries this team to the Stanley cup or to the Western conference final Riddick yeah. is not coming back to this team next year. Mm-hmm. No, I doubt and it. I, I can also see a scenario where the Preds have to actually rotate both goaltenders this series. Oh, I, I think so. Um, I could see, I could see a scenario where Riddick or Ingram starts game one and they both don't, Either one doesn't look great, and then they start the other one game too. I could totally see that happening. Yeah. Speaking of Ingram, the Coyotes just scored. Ugh, gross. What kind of a goal was it? Did did Ingram let one – was it an easy, soft goal? What did it look like? No, it was from the – well, it was from the blue line. He had a a good look at it. He just – it went right above his glove. Um, Mm. He probably wants it back, I would say. He, he could see it. It just uh, got past him. So, four to two. All right. So, not looking good on Ingram's uh, no. start tonight. So, he's given up yeah. two goals on just 11 shots face tonight. So, the first one, yeah. the first goal was weird, but um, this one he had a pretty good side on it. So, all right. Well, <laughs> all right. Um, let's get to our next superlative here. Let's go to newcomer of the year. The player that was new to this team, and we all knew going into the season, this was the 
quote unquote youth movement movement. And we're in a retool. We're going to see all these new players. And we were all excited about this season, not because we thought they could make the playoffs, but because we were going to get to see some young players. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, there's some good choices here. Yep. My newcomer of the year is still, it's got to be clear cut here. For me, yeah, it's Philip so. Thomasino. For me, it's Philip Thomasino. Oh. Oh, all right. I wasn't all expecting right. you to say that. I threw you a curveball, Rich. <laughs> you sure did. Here's why I chose Philip Thomasino for my newcomer of the year. First of all, he had not been in the lineup yet until this season. We were all waiting for it. We were all waiting for him to make his debut. We were all waiting for him to become a he we were waiting for him to make, be a regular mainstay in this lineup. I remember going into the season thinking, all right, Philip Tomasino, watch. Philip Tomasino needs to be in this lineup. Let's see what he can do. And he is he has managed to stay in this lineup all season. Yep. And all we've said is put this guy with some better line mates. Mm-hmm. Like stop throwing Philip Tomasino on a line with um Michael McCarron and Nick Cousins and players with little to no offensive value, you know? Absolutely. And you're finally seeing Tomasino mm-hmm. get elevated and get more chances. I know his numbers aren't insanely crazy to the point where we're talking about him on a national level. And a lot of a lot of the reason why Philip Tomasino has been overshadowed is because of all the other milestones that this team is doing with Roman Yossi and with Philip mm-hmm. Forsberg and Matthew Shane and Tanner Janot and his great season. So he's been overshadowed a little bit. But if you really look at what Tomasino's done, he has completely delivered as a 20-year-old young phenom. He has totally delivered and looks right on track to be a very great critical player for this team for years to come. So he's my newcomer of the year. Well, I picked Tanner Janot. Um, older. I know he's older. He's still considered a rookie or whatnot, but um, hasn't been playing as well as he had been lately, but he's still – everybody loves him. He's a fan mm-hmm. favorite. He plays hard. Um, it's been a while since they've had a Tanner Janot type player, it seems like. So I think he's the one of the main um, – I guess identity players. I know I'm getting tired of hearing that word, but <laughs> he's definitely one of those for, for them. And if you, um, he's had an awesome season. If you don't walk into the team store these days and they don't have a shirt plastered on the front window that says identity with the Preds logo, then they're doing something wrong. I know they're not. That's like all we hear. It's like force fed <laughs> down our throats is just identity, identity, take your medicine, identity. 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 That's right. I've gotten to the point where I can't watch John Hines press conferences anymore because I just know I'm going to hear that word like 30 times. You hear identity and um, (laughs) uh, icing the team. I've heard that a lot. You got to ice the team that has the best Uh, chance of producing. (laughs) All right. Well, either way. (laughs) All right. I like it though. Okay. So yeah. I went a little different approach here. So our biggest surprise, our big, our newcomers of the year, or I got, I took Philip Tomasino just because yeah. he truly is the new, one of the newest players of this team this year, and so that's why I went with him. You went with Tanner Janot, which he yeah. is still a newcomer of this team. He did play a little bit last year, mm-hmm. but as far as what he's done, he's definitely like a newcomer of the team for sure. 
good choice there. Let's go to our next superlative, biggest surprise. So a little different than newcomer. This is the biggest surprise. This could be anybody on the team who has surprised you the most. We want to hear from you on YouTube right now. If you're watching, let us know who is your biggest surprise of the Predators this year. Let me start. And I went with who you just named, only in a different category. I went Tanner Janot. That's good. Yeah. Because I would be totally lying to you almost as well as a used car salesman tries to sell you that piece of crap car. <laughs> um, if I try to tell you that Tanner Janot was going to be pushing to break Philip Forsberg's rookie goal record of 26 goals, he's probably not going to break it because he, he, nah. he did go through a drought, a goal drought lately. But, I mean, yeah. the guy's got 24 goals on the season. No one saw that coming. Not at no all. One. I, I sure didn't. Unless you have Biff's sports almanac from Back to the Future, yeah. Which yeah, uh, that's I mean, the, that's the second episode in a row we've made a Back to the Future re- reference. <laughs> uh, we didn't plan Lindsay, that, but Lindsay said, "What's the Preds identity?" Oh, uh, uh, Lindsay, you just had to go pred- there, didn't you? The most fighting majors in the NHL. Why did you have to go there? Lindsay brings up the Preds identity. We should just make that our top segment every episode, Rich. What is identity. the Preds identity? I'm sure we would lose we would lose listeners very quickly if we did that. So Fighting. let's not do that. All right. Fighting major. So that's so yeah, my biggest surprise to the team is Tanner Janot, but mainly because of his goal output. I knew yes. he was a roughneck player. I learned that last season. I knew he could fight. I knew For he sure. was a big body. I was excited about him being in this team on this team going into the season. That part's mm-hmm. not a surprise. It's his goals. It's his offense that has really surprised me. So that's yep. enough for me to put him as the biggest surprise of yep. um, of the team. Who's your biggest surprise? So I, I I went a little outside the box. Probably broke the rules, but I, the biggest surprise for this season has been just the season in general to me. Okay, <clears throat> I never dreamed they would be even sniffing the playoffs when we started this season. Um, we talked about it, and I've, we've mentioned it numerous times that we had no expectations that they would make the playoffs. <clears throat> and we kind of got bit a little bit uh, when they were playing so well. Our expectations kind of grew, and we were, like, disappointed when we told ourselves at the beginning of the season, you know, if they play well, that's just icing on the cake. We're not expecting it, though. But just I, I, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm shocked that they made the playoffs, truthfully. Well, <clears throat> I, you're saying about – you're talking about the whole, like, their their – um just our ex- our expectations got built and we got fooled a little bit there for a little bit. The yes. Preds were pushing for first place there for a little bit. Like they were, yeah, they absolutely. were right. They, a lot of people forget they were hanging around with Colorado at the top of the yep. Central Division standings there for a short amount of time. They were definitely hanging around in the top three of the division no, for yeah, a long for time, sure. and then they took yeah. a nosedive for a little bit, and that's when mm-hmm. St. Louis and Minnesota kind of yeah. um, asserted their will. And the top three became more solidified, and that's when it the wild mm-hmm. card became yeah. the uh, the reality. But just our whole, just the whole, the whole season, we we didn't think they were going to be here, and they made it. They, you know, got the wild card spot, and they're in. So, a little bit of surprise. Last superlative. This is our, all right. This is our last superlative we got here. This one we saved the most obvious for last, <laughs> but we still love this player, and we, we're gonna gush over him every chance we get. Team MVP. It's Lucas is Spisa. 
Lucas Spisa is our team MVP. Um, which um, I hey, I moved out of my house last week, Rich. I'm uh, oh, so, uh, so that also <laughs> that also means that Lucas Spisa is out on his own. I think he's like living in a van somewhere now. I don't know. Like he lived Down in my basement. River. He lived in my basement for so long, but um, I sold my house last week. There you go. So Spiza, I don't know where he's at. He hasn't I called me back. I think he's a little angry mm-hmm. that um yep. that I I kind of kicked him out of my house. So oh, I don't well. know. I don't know where he's at. All right. Who knows? He is. It's he not. is actually not the team MVP. It's not Lucas Spiza. It's not Lucas Spiza. Breaking news. All right. It's, Our team MVP. My team MVP. We'll see. We'll see what Rich says. My team MVP is obviously Roman Yossi. I mean, of course, uh, the guy. If he's, who else could it be? Who else could it be? Um, Nobody. Other seasons in the past, you could have said it was Phil <clears throat> Forsberg in the season he's had. A normal season, you could say it was Matt Duchesne in the season he's had. And a normal season, you could even throw UC Saros out there because he's had a decent year. But. It's got to be Roman Yossi. Rich, why are you shaking your head right now? What happened? Because the Coyotes just scored. What is happening in this <clears throat> crazy reality we call Predators fandom? The Preds are going to pred. The Preds are purding right now is what they're doing. That's right. That's, Absolutely. That's what they like to say. He uh, So he had a good stop, and then they pushed the – they pushed the uh, – it almost looks like what happened to David Riddick when they just kind of pushed the pushed the puck in through his pad and went in four <clears throat> uh, three. It's just it's just really not giving us any confidence in <laughs> having to actually face either team. No. no. Um. They, wow. Uh, okay. Went on cruise control, man, and they're getting bit. For but sure. it's not even about this game so much. Like, yeah, we we'd rather not play Colorado, but it's really not even about this game. It's mm-hmm. about do we really have confidence in Ingram or Riddick? I know Riddick rallied last night. Riddick rallied. He, he did. did once he, he settled up, in. Yeah, he ended up having for forty saves. He also ended up being on a lot of highlight reels for the wrong reason when he ran <laughs> ran into the goal. Yeah, that was goal weird. post. Um, but. Wow, Ingram's not giving doing himself any favors to have confidence in being the game one starter. Yeah. I hate to say it. Well, I was wanting <clears> to see if <throat> I, I was wanting to see if Ingram was ready to like take on a game one pressure situation, and this was going to be his audition tonight. And I just don't think he looks comfortable out there. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the first goal for sure. Kind of was a fluky one. The second one, he should have stopped. And this one was just weird. Well, not weird, but he just couldn't uh, control it. So, uh, got pushed in on him. So, weird. We're, we're coming up on the second intermission in the Preds. 4 nothing yep. lead that they just completely jumped out to early in the game is evaporating quickly. They're only up 4-3 to three now. And yep. just to remind everybody, all the Preds have to do is get a – single point in this game and they will lock up the first wild card spot and play the Calgary Flames in the first round and avoid the Colorado Avalanche, which brings me to a poll question we sent out on Predlines.com. Got a ton of votes on this poll question. (coughs) So thank you for voting. We sent out a poll question. Let me pull it up here. Sent this out last night. 
How much do you care about the Preds getting the top wildcard spot over Dallas? <laughs> Your choices were, it's all I think about, meh, either way, or is Juice okay? Overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, 58% said all they care about is, is Juice okay? For sure. That's what I voted it's, for. Uh, 15% <clears throat> voted for, I uh, don't care either way. 26% voted it's all I think about is the top wild card spot. So all people seem to care about is UC Soros, 58%. Got almost 300 votes on the poll. Thank you so much for voting on that through our Predlines account. Hey, you, what know you, what? You, you said you voted for just if Juice is okay? Yeah, because the wild card spot, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Both of those teams are going to be tough to play. So it's they are for different reasons, though. For, for different, different reasons. reasons, for absolutely different reasons. I think I think they're two different teams. They really are. They play very they are. differently. One's one is rough, and the other one is skilled. So I don't know. It's just kind of well. Once Cal- Calgary is rough and has a lot of skilled players, Avalanche is just like finesse skill. I'm sorry, but um, yeah. If the know. Preds play the Avalanche, they are going to carve us up like a Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, it's going to be like. I mean, they we played well them, last night, but that didn't mean anything. <clears throat> Come on, Rich. Like the Avs, but they were playing. They were they were playing like it did though, and they had all their they had all their. Yeah. They didn't sit anybody. So that's but that's when, but thing. when all the chips are on but. the table and it's the playoffs, that's when they're going to unleash the hounds and Absolutely. they're going to come after us. And Absolutely. there's no love lost between the Avs and the and the Preds. I promise you, the Avs remember those battles that they did earlier this season. Oh yeah, and they were some testy ones for sure. So I'd rather just take our chances against Calgary and maybe we mm-hmm. can match their physicality and make it dirty, make it ugly, and it can <clears> be a more competitive series. I think the Avs were lucky to take it to five games if we had to play the Avs. That's just that's just me. Yeah, but um, all right. So that's our superlatives. We took Roman Yossi easily as our team MVP. If Roman Yossi's not having a NHL historical season for a defenseman, then we would easily have to vote for Philip Forsberg, probably. Yeah, I would say. But you I would have said Yossi Saros. You can't vote for anyone when you have Roman Yossi doing what he's doing. So he's the team MVP easily. Yeah. All right. This is this is episode 125 of Catfish on Ice with Chad Minton and Rich Howe, your host, brought to you by DraftKings, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, as we're doing our end of season review and also getting you ready for the 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs. We appreciate you joining us on the YouTube channel. And also at Catfish Ice on Twitter right now. Love y'all commenting on the show. You build the show, you make it possible, and you make it better. So we appreciate you. Absolutely. Let's throw out some playoff X factors. Just rapid mm. fire. My first playoff X factor for me is going to be Phil Forsberg and Matt Duchesne. And I'm going to frame it this way. Can they continue the, the crazy hot streak that they have pretty much maintained the entire season? That's a good one. They both had small little stints where maybe they weren't <clears throat> as as um, hot. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they have stayed consistent all season. 
Yeah. They have obviously have to continue that no matter who they play, whether it's Calgary or Colorado. These two players cannot take their foot off the gas even for one game. Yep. I agree 100%. Because if they do, that'll lead into kind of what one of my X factors is are they going to get any secondary scoring in the postseason? <clears throat> because it's going to be tough uh, getting out of the first round if they can pull off some kind of miracle. Um, some people are going to have to step up and help. Because <laughs> both uh, both Colorado and, and Calgary both have plenty of secondary scoring. So can yeah, the sure Preds is. match that, like you're saying? Can the Preds yep. match that? So X factors there. You're <clears throat> looking at players like, dare I say, Philip Tomasino. I've already brought him up. Is he ready for that big playoff stage? Yeah. Um, you're looking at Tanner Janot. Can he find the? Can he start finding the goals again? I know that's been a while. Kind of like, kind of unfair to ask that, Janot, because <clears throat> he mm-hmm. does so many other things. But he's already shown he can score goals. Obviously, he's had yeah. 24 this season. Yep. So yeah, those are two you're thinking of for sure as far as secondary scoring. Um, Lindsay. Lindsay says Yossi, Phil, Maddie, and Janot are the X factors. Oh, Matthias Ekholm. All right. That's a good one. Is, that, is it Matthias Ekholm or Matt Duchesne? I don't know. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I she might have been. I think she was saying Matt Duchesne, actually. I was thinking Matthias Ekholm, Maddie, yeah. Matthias Ekholm. All right. Um Dutchie. Here's my next here's my next X factor. And I framed it this way. And you know I am a very well noted critic of Ryan Johansson. <clears throat> oh, yeah. But I've also given Ryan Johansson his props since like the midway point of this season. I have been on record to saying given Ryan Johansson his credit where credit's mm-hmm. due. And he is he has totally been a pleasant surprise to me. But here's my big but with that. Can Johansson avoid his slumps that he's guilty of going on in his past? We cannot have Ryan Johansson enter this playoff series going on one of those slumps where he is invisible and he puts up like one point in like four games. Can't have it. Can't have that. <clears throat> yeah, he is He is known to do that at times. So that's, my, that's another X factor for that's me. That's a good one. So I have uh, another one would be <clears throat> since we know – Soros is probably not going to be playing in the first round. Are they going to defend the goal better than they have? Because they have a long history of not playing well in front of their goaltender. Um, They need to step up and protect the house a little more since goaltending is going to be kind of a little bit of a question mark. So Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, let's just be honest about it. I mean, we love Ingram. We love Riddick. But let's mm-hmm. be honest. They're not UC Soros. They are not UC Soros. Yep. yep. So that's a good one. And that kind of ties into my next X factor here. We're going rapid fire here with our X factors. Playoff X factors <laughs> for Catfish and Ice, episode 125. Jeremy Lazan. Mm. Can he get back into a comfortable groove in time for the playoffs? Because I do feel like he is the prototypical defensive defenseman who can bring that grit, bring that grind, bring that intensity level that can protect a goaltender, whether it's blocking shots, protecting the goaltender with hits, uh, 
performing on the penalty kill. Mm-hmm. These are the kind of things that I'm hoping Jeremy Lazan can prove the front office right when they made that trade. Yep. Get him. Um, I hate to say it, but switch him out with Matt Benning. Get him and Borbieski going on that third pair. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that would be uh, a good. And then, you know, if something happens, you can uh, swap uh, Borbieski out for Benning. If something yeah. happens and they're kind of uh, sort of interchangeable, Borvieski's tougher than Benning, but you know um, he's got the experience. So I saw yeah, Jeremy. I saw Jeremy Lazan yeah. is skating now. Like he's that's what I was getting to say. But he hasn't played in the last two games, so um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if the if the team's going to be willing to take make that bold of a lineup decision. Or if they're just going to keep it safe and roll with Matt Benning and Mark Borowiecki. I don't know. I, I know I, they're I not. Really I, I, they get him back. I don't think they should take Mark Borowiecki out of the lineup. I think he's no. too critical of a piece of this defensive team. Although you do worry about, although you do worry about him taking some really bad penalties. But yeah. um, Jeremy Lazan's going to do the same thing most likely. So uh, that's kind of a wash. But as you bring up Matt Benning, I would, as much as I do think Matt Benning does some good things every now and then, I would much rather have Jeremy Lazan in there if he's healthy and he's ready. And he traded for the guy. So you better put him in there. Why would you trade a second round pick for a guy that you're not going to use in the playoffs? If he's available. Yep. Yep. I agree 100%. Yeah. I saw the same thing where he was skating. So, yeah. So maybe they're holding him out right now because they they don't want to throw him into a game if he's not fully ready, which I totally understand. Yep. I think. All right. Yeah. Here's my last one, and it's pretty obvious. My <laughs> X factor is how in the hell are this is this team going to sort out who starts game one? It's looking like definitely judging by how tonight's game's going and how I just don't think Connor Ingram looks completely comfortable out there and ready to be a game one starter. No. Uh, it's going to probably be David Riddick to start game one. And, um, I mean, Riddick did, as we said um, – end up finishing that game off in a, in strong fashion. Mm-hmm. And he he allowed the Preds <clears throat> to at least make their comeback and eventually it made it to the shootout. And the Preds got that got the two points in a comeback fashion as yep. Riddick put up another 40 plus safe performance the third time he's done that this season. So he's yep. probably going to be the game one starter. <clears throat> but I'm telling you right now, it's a short leash. If Riddick, oh, yeah. <clears throat> if Riddick <clears throat> goes out in game one and he just gets roasted and it's like another yeah. one of those four or five goal just like messes, then the team's really going to have to think about, do we start Connor Ingram in game two? Mm-hmm. And we go into this revolving door to try to find a hot goaltender between the two. Yeah. And it's, it's just the really tough predicament you're in right now, unfortunately with the UC Soros injury. It is. And uh, <clears throat> fun fact, David Riddick has never played in an NHL playoff game. That's pretty crazy to think about. It is for sure, and you, you know, you go with. I, I, I'm I'm fairly confident he's definitely going to be game one, and then you know Connor Ingram's only played in what four this is his third five? NHL game. This oh, is his third, third career NHL oh, game. Generous. Yeah, so the pressure of playoffs. I mean, I don't know. I was I under know. the belief. I was under the belief that if Ingram could come out tonight and just mm-hmm. look 
moderately comfortable, make some really good saves, not be the reason the team lost, then I was totally on board with starting him, being aggressive, going with the player who's the future of your team behind Soros. But obviously my opinions have changed a little bit watching this game. Uh, Perhaps he's not ready. This was kind of an audition for me tonight for him. I wanted to see how he handled this this season finale. I just don't think he has shown that he's ready to be start be the starter over David Riddick. Okay, so Lindsay has a correction to what I said, and I, I must I worded it wrong. David Riddick hasn't started, but he has played in an NHL playoff game. I guess he got came in when whoever got pulled, and she said she doesn't want to talk about gotcha. it. So, oh, okay, fair enough. Yep, I got it. All right. I, I well, th- it. thanks for the correction, Lindsay. Yep, um, for sure. That's still a big deal, though. The fact that he's never started a playoff game is still a big Huge. deal because it's yep. way different when you come into a game. Yeah. In relief. Yep. Uh, I, I would say 99% sure it's going to be him. <clears throat> for sure, yeah. I, I would think so best, as well. Gives him the best chance. So I would think so. Yep. All right, those are our playoff X factors that we threw around for the first round playoff series and for the whole playoffs, if indeed the Preds can figure out a way to get out of the first round. Those are our playoff series X factors. Uh, Give us more of your X factors. Either tweet the show at Catfish Ice or if you're watching on YouTube right now, go do that. We are brought to you by DraftKings. Hockey fans feel the action on the ice like never before. As we enter the 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs, which start next week. So awesome. Best time of year. Especially considering the Preds did get in. All right. Mm -hmm. The DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's all you got to do. So you can go – we're about to do our playoff round predictions here, our first-round playoff predictions. Each Mm -hmm. series, me and Rich are going to give you our predictions. Right now, with the DraftKings Sportsbook, our offer, all you got to do is have $1, and you can win $150 in free bets. Just pick one team to win one game. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's go THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and up. Restrictions apply. See our show notes for details on responsible gambling practices and if you need gambling help. We have all the information in our episode show notes, so go take a look at that. There's daily fantasy options as well on the DraftKings Sportsbook, and it's safe, secure, and reliable. I can tell you that firsthand because I use DraftKings regularly, and it is very safe, secure, and reliable, and very easy to use to get your winnings out quickly into your bank account. Yep. All right, cool. So let's go to our next segment here, which is... It's hard. Let's go ahead and talk. So we've already really talked about the Soros injury. Four to six weeks. He's probably not going to be back for these playoffs unless somehow the Preds go on a crazy run and and mm. go deep. But there, he's definitely not going to be. He's definitely not going to be available for the first round. And you don't want to push him and make the injury worse. No, no. And they're not going to. They definitely aren't going to do that. 
<clears throat> there's no point in jeopardizing, you know, next season, which could be even better than this season. You never know. So for sure. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's just crazy how this has all happened. Cause you, I mean, goalie injuries don't really happen that often. No, and, when they and do I was happen. It, yeah, and when they do happen, it doesn't normally happen this late in the season. It's catastrophic too. It was uh, really crazy. You wonder, <clears throat> I was kind of wondering if like he's been not officially injured, but nursing a little bit of an injury. And maybe that's why he struggled a little bit. Um, I don't know. Um, this is just kind of weird. Cause he didn't even <clears throat> like nobody hit him or anything. He just kind of shifted wrong and sprained his ankle. So mm-hmm. a lot of people think it's cause he played too much. So I don't know if that's the case or not, but I mean, the fact that he was thrown out in that back to back, I mean, back yeah, on uh, April 16th and 17th. I mean, that was mm-hmm. a controversial decision right there. Mm-hmm. And um, we all agree that we think he's probably been overworked this season. Yeah. He leads the league and starts. He's going to finish – the season's going to end tonight, and he will be the league the leader. leader in starts with 67 on the season. That's so crazy. It's a, such so a crazy. high that usage. A lot. Yes. That is a lot. Is. All right, so let's move on yeah. to another good topic here. So we've talked about Roman Yossi so much this year. And you're seeing a lot of talk right now. Mm. Not that he's going to win it, but just that it's fun to talk about. And that is, is is there a better case to be made for UC, for uh, Roman Yossi for the Hart Trophy than actually the Norris Trophy? Because you're seeing that argument made. Like, okay, if we really want to talk about Roman Yossi winning an award, he is more eligible for the Hart Trophy, which is league MVP, than he is for the Norris Trophy. Do you actually kind of see where they're coming from when people say that? I do um, a little bit, but unfortunately, so the NHL put out a little heart trophy tracker today. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, yeah. Yeah, no mention of (laughs) – No, he's on there. He's not in the top top four. He's – Top four. He's uh, underneath it in the really fine print underneath. Oh, I didn't read that. Yes, as others receiving votes. Oh, okay. And they've Johnny got Gaudreau Johnny Gu- and- Johnny Gaudreau with twenty six points and Romeosi with twenty points. Your top vote that. getter is Austin Matthews. You've got Jonathan Huberdeau. You've got Connor McDavid, and you've got Igor Shesterkin, um, all in the top four in their Hart Trophy tracker. But the fact that Romeosi is even getting votes is pretty pretty amazing in itself. That is pretty awesome. For sure. Um, I'm sure it's probably going to be Austin Matthews. Yes. More than likely. Now, but Roman Yossi is, is still going to be a travesty if he doesn't win the Norris Trophy. At this point, with all of the accolades and all of the stats that the NHL puts out, like whatever, since 92, 93, all that stuff, yeah, it would be a joke if he doesn't get it. I mean – Victor Hedman even said he would vote for Roman Yossi. Yeah, I saw so that. Should tell you something. I saw that. Yeah, <clears throat> for sure. So, but the fact that he's even being brought up in Hart Trophy conversations has been mm-hmm. pretty pretty cool. Yeah, he well, definitely has. He definitely has the attention of the whole league this year. <clears throat> like, I mean, oh yeah, for sure. 
fans who used to just gloss <clears throat> over Roman Yossi as just another defenseman and didn't really give mm-hmm. him the credit he was owed. And we all knew what, how special he was here in Nashville, yeah. but he finally broke through and everyone <clears throat> knows who he is this season. Yeah, that sure. and he gets talked about on all the, you know, like TNT and the, the sports shows and all that a lot. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, well-deserved for him, for sure. All right, let's start with our round by or uh, our mm. matchup by matchup matchup first I round mean. playoff predictions here. Everyone loves a good prediction here. We can go back and look at them after the playoffs are over and laugh at ourselves and say how wrong we were. But um, let's go ahead as the playoff field is pretty much set. We're just waiting on this Preds game to end, which um, hopefully we'll say. We'll save that prediction for the end. We'll save that prediction for the end. Whereas third period's underway, it and is. the Preds are still the Preds are still clinging to a four to three lead. Yep. So we'll they're getting see what happens there. Ten seconds left and a penalty kill for the Predators. All right, so let's and... go. To... Oh wow, cool! He's Ingram almost got scored on again. No, don't tell he, me he that. fought it off. He fought it off. All right, we got faith in you. Over. Oh, they we just got scored. Faith. No, they just scored didn't. right you as did. soon as the right as soon the Coyotes, right oh as soon God. as the uh, the uh, penalty kill was over, they killed it off, and then he scored. <sighs> the Preds are purting <clears throat> tonight. So Ugh. now the pre- the Preds are all of a sudden in a lot of danger of actually um, falling <sighs> apart in this game and having to play the Colorado it Avalanche. Was a, it was a a re oh yeah he. Come on, show the whole thing. Oh, yeah, he just kind of lost track of where the puck was and kind of went over top of him. It's not been a great outing for Connor Ingram. I'm sorry it has Unfortunately, it has not. All right, let's go to our first matchup here, first-round matchup that we know is going to happen. Minnesota Wild versus the St. Louis Blues. We've pretty much known about this matchup for a while. Yeah. All right, let me give you my prediction and my reasoning, and then we'll go to you. All right, I've got the Blues in six. <laughs> and uh, just give you my reasoning here. The Blues dominated the season series three to nothing. They won the games three out of three. St. Louis scored 16 goals in the three matchups combined. Most recent matchup was on April 16th. A 6-5 final score that was close. But in the end, I just think that the Blues – are too much for the Wild in terms of offense. Now, the Wild have a good offense, too. So, this is going to be a really high-flying, high-scoring series, more than likely. The Blues are fourth in the league in goals per game. The Wild are fifth in goals per game. Blues are second in the power play. Here's the difference maker here. Blues are second in the league in power play. The Wild are only 17th in power play. So... You're looking at a series where both teams are probably going to score a lot of goals, but I feel like the Blues are just going to be a little too much for the Wild to handle. I got Blues in six. I might be being generous there. It, I wouldn't be surprised if it actually goes five and the Blues win this series. Relatively That's, speaking, <clears throat> relatively speaking, I think the Blues get this series win rather easily in this series against the Wild. Lindsay says she thinks the Wild have better goaltending. They do. Well, they do have they do have flurry they do now. Have so. Flurry. Yeah. So it just depends. So 
Um, that's funny because I have the Blues in six as well, and I'm probably being a little generous like you are. Um, I wrote, if the Preds have Minnesota's number, then the Blues should be able to take care of business. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You got to go there, don't you? Yeah, I know. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, the Blues, I, a couple days ago, there, there was a, a stat, and they were like 12-0-2 in their last 14 starts or something. I mean, they're just – they're on fire right and now. And they're just – I mean, their lineup is so stacked. I mean, it really is. I mean, they've got – I mean, you're looking yep. at their all the different lethal goal <clears throat> scores they have on this team. I mean yep. – For sure. Lindsay says, who do you – Think who do you like gets to start for a wild? Oh, I would say probably Flurry. It's gotta be Flurry. Yeah. The Talbot can hold his own too. Yeah, I would still expect Flurry. You didn't go out and get Flurry in that deal at the trade deadline to not no, start yeah. game one. That's the only reason. That's kind of how I oh, feel about it. Arizona's on a four-minute power play. Oh my happened. gosh. What is happening in this world? All right. I so um yeah. I missed it. Flurry can be the X factor. He has mm-hmm. shown Numerous times in his career that he can get hot at the right time in the playoffs. But I still think the Blues are, are just too much. They just got too much firepower. And the Wild yeah. have a lot of firepower, too, offensively speaking. But I just trust the Blues. And I think they're a little bit deeper The Blues, yeah, the Wild are. Yeah. The Blues seem really consistent. Yeah. Like, you, you know what you got with them. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's no... There's no it'll go it'll go six and it'll be exciting. It'll be back and forth. There's gonna be yep. a lot of goals scored in this series. I really feel that way. Yep. Let's go to the Oilers and the Kings. All right. I think we're um, all gonna be going for the Kings, most likely. <laughs> but um <laughs> I've got a very I've got a very hard fought series here. I think oh, really? it's gonna go I, I see it going seven. I really do. But oh. I do think I think the Oilers are gonna be a little too much for the up and coming kings who might really be a season or two away from really making a lot of noise in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The Kings took a big step forward this season by just making the playoffs. They did. I don't yep. know if they're ready to hang with the Oilers. I know the Oilers, we make fun of them because they always mess up in the playoffs and choke. I don't think they're going to choke this year, at least not in the first round, but it's going to go seven. That's my prediction. Oilers and seven. All Kings right. will fight till the end. Not sure they have enough firepower for or playoff veterans to finish the job. The season series, Oilers won three to one in the season mm-hmm. series. The last two matchups have been decided by one goal, one in the shootout on March 30th. Oilers have won six of their last seven games. Three of those wins have been by four more goals. The Kings struggle to score sometimes. 20th in goals per game on, on the, in the league and the Kings are only 27th in the power play. So I don't know if they can match toe-to-toe with the Oilers in a seven-game series offensively. I was not so kind as you against the Kings. I have the Oilers in five. Um, I know they really came on at the end of the season, and I've seen them dismantle some teams. I've seen them dismantle the Predators for sure. Um, Yeah. I think – this year, you know, they're they're super jacked to to make sure they get out of the first round because I know they're disappointed. So I think the only reason they don't do something this year, you know, yeah. there are gonna be some big questions that's, that's gonna need to be answered. So for sure. 
The only reason I had the Kings uh, winning some games in this series is I actually think Jonathan Quick's going to steal some games. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's that's... another. He's another goaltender who's got playoff pedigree. He's been there. Yeah. He's done that. He knows how to get <clears throat> hot at the right times. Jonathan Quick's actually put together a decent season mm-hmm. for them. For sure. Uh, so uh, seven games, a little bit of a bold prediction, but I've got it going seven. Yeah, I had five. Another thing I looked up real quick is for uh, some motivation for the Oilers. They haven't been out uh, to the second round since 2016-17. So that's a pretty long time. Yeah. All right. We're not going to predict the Western Conference yet because we still <laughs> got to wait for this the rest of the Western Conference because we still got to yeah. wait for the Preds and Coyotes to finish their game. Yep. On this late night, it's um, almost 1 a.m. in Rich's time. So it is uh, right now. So, yeah, we're hanging with you here. It's all we good. are hang- we're hanging with you here. We're staying up late. All right, let's it's go good. to the Eastern Conference. Let's let's talk about this really intriguing Rough. matchup here: Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's going to be slugfest, I think. Rich Rich is probably thinking, can they both lose? Because he, I don't know <laughs> if he's crazy about either team. Of the two, I would prefer the Leafs for sure. Yeah, I'm sure. All right. Yeah. So, so I, I – this is a tough series. How about you give me your prediction and then I'll give okay. you mine. I said Leafs in seven because it's a massive, big matchup. Huge test. Tampa Bay's obviously Tampa Bay. But um, I, think, I think Toronto, they're in the same boat. Haven't been out of the first round in a long time. Feeling feeling the pressure, um, I think they're going to finally get it done. But it'll it'll be a huge slugfest. Anytime right. you play we both, today. we <laughs> both got to go in seven. I've got the Lightning winning in seven. Yeah, that's a good solid pick. Just because sure. I trust Vasilevsky to actually maybe push mm-hmm. them. I know he hasn't had as good of a year up to his caliber, but yep. he's still he's still one of the best goaltenders in the world. <clears> he is. And he's one of those types where I just feel like he can get really hot at the right time. Tampa Bay yeah. Lightning still have all those great scoring threats, and they've been there. They've done that. They know mm-hmm. what it takes to win this time of year in the playoffs. Whereas mm-hmm. the Maple Leafs, I don't know. They're another team that's choke artist. They are. They are. But what a first-round first oh, matchup, though. Yeah, for sure. Missy says she's rather Tampa over Toronto. Okay. Well, that's cool. Tampa and then, in seven for me. Uh, Rich has got Toronto in seven here. Yep. Lindsay says, no hope in the Leafs if it goes to seven. Yeah. All right. It's going to be a fun one, though. Noted, that is going uh, to be a fun one. Noted Canadians and Leaf haters, Missy and Lindsay. Yes. All right. Here's our next Eastern Conference playoff series. Another really tough one to predict. Pittsburgh and the New York Rangers. <clears throat> uh, yeah, go. I I have go rich. I have Rangers in seven. I don't know if that's you got another seven game series. All right. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough. I, I don't. I don't know if that's what I hope's going to happen or what could actually happen. I think it's going to be a tough fight. I don't. I hope Pittsburgh loses because they're dirty. But um, mm-hmm. Rangers have been playing well, and they got an awesome goaltender who could possibly win the Vesna. So, for sure, Rangers and six for me. Oh, there you go. I think the uh, I like 
Penguins are good enough to steal a couple games, but I mm-hmm. truly feel like the Rangers yeah. are the superior team. Yeah. And then and it, it will, it will come to light. Isn't there a goaltender oh, yeah. hurt? Yeah, the Rangers check most of the boxes to be a better team in a seven-game series, if you <laughs> ask me. The Rangers are, are a sneaky Stanley Cup pick here. You could pick them to win the Stanley Cup, and you're not mm-hmm. really it, – it's not a crazy pick at all to be picking them to – possibly hoist the cup which would be such a big deal for that franchise one of the one of the great franchises honestly they've been around a while Mm. and they've had some great success so i've got the rangers taking out the pittsburgh penguins in six games igor shesterkin is evolved into one of the best goaltenders goaltenders in the league for sure he will play great in this series the rangers also have plenty of really good scoring threats and good defensemen as well so Rangers in six <coughs> over the Penguins. Penguins, their time has ran out. They are no longer – I'm done with them. I'm so done with them. I'm ready for them to have to go through rebuilding. Uh, hopefully this will send them there. What do you Losing do? In the first what, what, do they, what do they do with Crosby if they go into a rebuild? Is he going to stick know. around they, for that? I guess he's going to play forever. I don't know. I mean, how old is he? Like 36, 7? He's getting up 36? there, but he can. I think he's got more years left in him, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know him wanting to hang around for a rebuild. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. So we'll where see. Would he go? I mean, I let's know. go to let's go to the next Eastern Conference series, first round matchup, the Washington Capitals versus the Florida Panthers, who are the 2022 President's Trophy champs, they got the curse. The Florida Panthers got the curse. <laughs> they did. Don't touch the trophy. Don't I'm going – I'm, I'm being bold here. I'm going Panthers in seven. Oh, all right. Caps are going to give them everything they don't want. <clears throat> but the Panthers are so loaded. They are. I did Panthers. It's going to go six. seven. I did it's six. Gonna go seven. All right, you going Panthers and six? Yeah. Um, Panthers are just awesome. I mean, they're just an awesome team. Best team in the league, in my opinion, right now. And the Capitals struggled a little bit at the end of the season here and there. Um, Ovechkin hasn't played a few games. I, don't, I know it's probably because they're letting him rest up or whatever, but um, I think, think they actually got beat tonight. Yeah, the Capitals, the, Capitals, game, so the Capitals really are one of those prototypical teams that mm-hmm. can just – they can do an upset. This is why we love the Stanley Cup playoffs is because no team is safe in the first round. And the Capitals could easily be a perfect example of how you're never safe no matter who you're playing. They, they're, they're probably one of the better um, bottom seeds you've ever seen For in sure. the first round. Like, they're a good team. They are. So, um, and Ovech, Ovechkin's on a mission. You know him. Don't try to deny Ovechkin. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Connor Ingram almost kicked another puck in the goal. Uh, is it still, it's still four to four, though. It's still no. tied, but he, it was like going in and he stuck his skate on it and fortunately was able to keep it out. So. Just limp across the finish line and get a point. One more. So we can play yeah, Calgary. Please. Please. All right, let's do our last Eastern Conference first-round matchup, and then hopefully we will get some news on if the Preds are going to be playing the Flames or the Avalanche. All right, we'll Boston see. Boston versus Carolina. All right, Rich, I know you're a big Boston guy. That's like your second team. Oof. 
Yep. How are you feeling about that series? I think it's going to be – I'm going to go Bruins in seven. Um, oh. The reason why is I don't um, – Freddie Anderson's hurt for the Hurricanes. He was their awesome goaltender for the majority of the season. Um, the Bruins have been playing better, but their window is obviously closing like pretty fast. So if they're going to do something, it's going to have to be this year. We know Carolina is awesome. Um, one of the best, fastest teams in the league. The Bruins, it'll be a tough test for them for sure. So, All um, right. I hate to break your heart, Rich. Oh, you're not going to break my heart. Carolina in five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. I, I just yeah. I don't like the matchup at all for Boston. I don't. I I, I know they're a good team, but too, that's a, that is a really tough matchup there for it's, them. It's two very different teams. That's for yeah. Sure. Um, I'm just I feel like it's Carolina's year to really they 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 fell short last year. Yeah, they knocked out the Predators, but the Predators wore them down in that first round. Even though the Canes did get by them. Speaking of the Predators, they just got scored on again. It's 5-4. Oh, my gosh. What is happening in this? It was another uh, blue line <sighs> shot. It went through about five people. Uh, I can't – he probably couldn't have got that one. He didn't really have a good sight of it. There's a whole bunch of people in the way. <clears throat> He's not going to be just, playing. <laughs> this, this is amazing. Is just, um, mm, they're, it's just they're ridiculous. Hurt. It really is. They're, they're purting. They're really good at purting tonight. All right, so we've got to we've got to stick around and see what happens with the rest of this game. There's nine, nine minutes left. Minutes. The Preds have given up five unanswered goals in this game. Five unanswered goals. They scored the first four goals of this game in what yep. the first? They scored the first four five, goals and no, well they were up four nothing after the first thirteen minutes of the game. Yeah, right. Or no, the first seven minutes of the game. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I'm miscounting here. Yep. They were up four nothing in the first seven minutes of regulation, and now they've just let the Coyotes slowly work their way back, and they're winning they five all, to four. They have also overtaken them in shots, twenty six to twenty one. Unbelievable. And poor Connor Ingram. I mean, he's on an island right now because you're not going to bring David Riddick in. So nah, no, Ingram has to ride this out. Ingram's Nine given minutes. up 21. He Ingram's given up four goals on 25 shots face this year. Um, it's just Listen, there's just no reason for this. Mm. If you can't, never mind. Whatever. It's the last game. <laughs> I, I try not to get too worked up about it, right? Yeah, I was trying. I was going to say, if you can't handle the Coyotes, what are you going to do against Calgary or, or Avalanche? But it's a whole different mindset for the. We're pretty, much a, we're pretty much staring the Colorado Avalanche right in the face right now, aren't we? It looks like it. Looks like it. Uh, we'll see. we got eight minutes. <clears throat> eight Let me minutes. share some fun things I've seen on the interwebs this week while we wait oh, for this cool. game to close out. While um, you're looking so at that, I just saw a commercial for um, New Kids on the Block are going to be at – or no, Backstreet Boys are going to be at Bridgestone. Are you going to go to that? No, I'm going to pass. <laughs> Although the Backstreet Boys were at their peak right when I was growing up and listening to that kind of music. So I'm sorry. I will say that. But um, yeah, I'm going to try my best not to come within five miles of wherever they're playing. <laughs> Good because for you. Because the screaming, the, 
the screaming fans will probably pierce my ears so badly that I'll never be able to hear mm-hmm. ever again after that. Like mm-hmm. just thinking about the crowds and the screaming oh, yeah. and the, um, it, it kind of honestly, the <clears throat> introvert in me, cause I'm truly an introvert kind of gives me like heart palpitations a little bit. Just For thinking sure. about it. Like, so yeah, I'm going to avoid you, uh, going in. I'm going to avoid going anywhere near a Backstreet Boys concert. Yeah. And aren't you glad you don't work down on Broadway anymore? Yeah. Because you'd be I, putting I, up with that after the concert. I had to deal with enough of that. Uh, some of the craziest concerts. That that night that Garth Brooks's uh, concert oh got canceled at Nissan because of the lightning and that crazy storm, there were people rushing into my bar. The bar I was at, Rock Bottom Brewery, uh, which is no longer open now, unfortunately. But um, we were right at the um, at the foot of the pedestrian bridge. And First place you go to. These people were flooding in. And I'll never forget this one woman was drenched. And she was crying. And she was uh, wearing her cowboy hat. And she oh, took wow. it out. She actually took it out on me that the concert got canceled. She was literally straight-faced yelling at me about the weather. Like I'm the one that caused the storm. Hmm. I, I just looked at I just looked at her and I go, I go, ma'am, can I get you a water? Yeah. That's what I said. You, to her. you don't need any more beers, obviously. I mean, this girl, this woman was crying her eyes out like like the world was ending. She didn't get and to she see was blame and she was blaming me for the weather because she couldn't mm. see her beloved Garth Brooks. Mm. I wish I had that much power to over the weather, but I do not. Yeah, it's, mm. not, it's not in my control. Yeah, out of my control. Fun stuff. But yeah, that was uh, yeah, I don't Fun miss thing. that at all. No, uh, one thing I either. saw here that was kind of funny. Um, uh, Dan at Dan Thurion on Twitter put out a side by side picture of what Matthew Shane looked like when he played for Colorado and what he looks like no. now, and uh, it's I pretty funny. Was- I bet that was a. I didn't see that, but and he the caption says, "You know, it's not the same as it was." And uh, his Colorado <laughs> days, Matt Duchesne looks very like hipster, or not hipster. He looks very like preppy. Yep. And then he just went full on hipster and 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 uh, country music and like don't don't care anymore For type sure. of look once he got to Nashville with the long slick back hair. Who was the Who is the person who tweeted it? Dan uh, at at Dan T H U R I O N. Oh, there it is. Pretty good. <laughs> that's funny. Pretty good, wow. right? Wow. Looks way different. That's for sure. I got another good one here. Uh, it's not really funny, but it's actually a really cool story. So you know about Dustin Brown um, retiring, announcing his retirement. Oh from yeah, Kings, yeah. Longtime captain. Yep. Well, Kopitar um, gave up the captaincy tonight so that Dustin Brown could wear the C one last time. I thought that was cool. Oh, that is cool. You love to see stuff like that. And how about this? Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, real quick. I was gonna. I was just gonna say. um, I saw before the game started that um, I actually took a picture of it. Zdeno Chara probably played his last NHL game. For the Islanders, scored a goal in his last game. That's, so that's, cool. that's another good one. That's another that's good thing cool. there. Yep. Yeah. Here's one that's not so cool, but it's <laughs> it's still kind of funny too. So Devil Devil State of Mind podcast, which is uh, covers the New Jersey Devils on the Hockey Podcast Network with us. 
shared a really um, interesting fan appreciation tweet from the New Jersey Devils. You want to know what this promotion is from the New Jersey Devils tonight for Fan Appreciation Night? What is it? Buy any drink and a slice of pizza and get second slice of pizza for free. <laughs> fan appreciation. That, that is their fan idea of fan appreciation. Like, hey, you shout wow. out hundreds and hundreds and hundreds upon thousands of dollars probably when you wow. factor in gas money, season tickets, parking, merchandise, all that good stuff. Here's how much we care about you. Here's a free slice of pizza. I bet next season for fan appreciation, it'll be better because they won't be paying PK Subban <laughs> anymore. They're going to have a little bit more money. It's just, so. it's so disgraceful because it's like that slice of pizza probably cost them like 50 cents to make per slice. It's and it's yeah, like, this is sure. what you're worth to us is a free slice mm-hmm. of, and, and yep. a really funny comment on that thread was someone said, uh, they're just trying to unload that pizza before it goes oh. bad. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Cause they're going to, they don't want to have it for the off season cause it'll go bad. Yep. So yep. yeah. So um, crazy. I think the devil's lost. Stuff. Tonight. Yep. Well, yeah, because they didn't want to order that nasty pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, all right. It, I'm okay with fan appreciation free pizza if they let me load it up, meat lovers. Yeah. Do I, I get it? Do, do I get that. to add all the toppings or are you just giving me a cheap piece of I cheese pizza? It. I doubt it. Oh, well. Bridgestone, right. Bridgestone's got some good food, though. I will give them that. They do have good food. All good right. Food do better good. with. Do better with your fan appreciation night, New Jersey, New Jersey Devils. Sure. All right, sure. what's going on in this game real quick? Me and Richard, um, we're getting tired here. They, uh, five minutes Coffee's left. wearing off, Rich. Coffee's wearing yeah, off. So is, so is my thing. Um, Missy said, <laughs> might have been, <laughs> it's funny, might have been previous game pizza they were handing out for free. <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah. That's probably. Awesome. Also, um, Rich, uh, if Rockstar is already wearing off, you should have drank Red Bull because I hear I hear that Red Bull gives you wings. That's what they say. I we don't, don't need like you to Red fly Bull. away right now. We don't need you to fly away. Can't drink Not Red yet. Bull. I don't like it. Don't like it. it. Well, it has a weird flavor. It does. It's kind of weird. I don't even know what it is. Where are we um, at? Five minutes left in this game. Left. Reds are down five to four. Yep. There's the DraftKings Sportsbook <laughs> where the girl says uh, for the game-winning Geno. I'm sure you've seen that commercial before. Oh, yeah. yeah. DraftKings is everywhere. They sure are. They have the taken over book. the world. For sure. All right. So it's looking like the Preds are on a power play here, Rich. Uh, six on five. All right. So, Oh, wow. That's interesting. Preds yeah, are over two on the power play tonight so far. I'm in a commercial break. I mean, this has just been one of those games where it's like, I mean – just get it over with. Get it yeah, over with so we can just get it over with so we know who we're playing. That's all I care about at this point. Just I need the game yeah. to be over. Even though both options are painful. For sure. I'm well, all I know all I know is I need I need to get to game six so I can go to game six. Because I am already slotted oh, in sure. with my buddy Alex. Alex said you are in for game six. I am not gonna get to go to game six if we play Colorado. I can kiss that goodbye. <laughs> Might. If we Might play happen. Calgary, if we play Calgary, I've got a chance to see the Preds in playoff action in game six. If it's Avs, I might as well just kiss it goodbye. I'm not going to see the Preds play till next season. Maybe. You never know. 
That's going to that's gonna be a long haul for you next season if you come up to a game. Uh, I'm going to the first – when the Preds play the Tampa Bay Lightning down in Tampa, the one time they play down there, I am going. For sure. And I will be that's decked true. out in my Preds gear. And I will find some other Preds fans who will pr- make the trip. There will They'll be down there. Preds fans oh, yeah. have started to travel sure. pretty well lately. I yeah. will find them. I'll link up with them. I don't care who they are. And we'll have a good time. Yep. That'll be good. That'll be awesome. How about the Canadians wonder, beating the Panthers 10 to 2 tonight? Oh, I saw that. That's a, a beating. Panthers probably played their uh, equipment manager and probably <clears throat> one of the doctors, team doctors. The, star, the Stars beat the Ducks 4 to 2. Did you see where the Ducks had to use a emergency goaltender? I did see that. I did. That was crazy. Um Let's see how the Weird. emergency goaltender did. I always say made two, made two saves on three shots. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I always say emergency backup because I refuse to say e-bug. I don't like that word. Thomas <clears throat> Thomas Hodges was the name of the emergency goaltender. Doesn't even have a picture on the website. <laughs> I think he put uh, a a thing on Twitter and said, yeah, that's me. Yep. That's cool. all it's got is all it's got is his birthday. He was born in 1993. Other than that, made two saves on three shots. That's still, Hey, that's still pretty good. That's better than the average person will ever do. Hey, yeah. You're never going to probably see that. Um, what was that guy's name for Carolina? David. That Ayers. was the best story ever. Yes. That was awesome. the best story ever. Yep. Here's our friend, uh, Johnny Predemption. Why do I seem to be popping in when the Preds are having a bad game? <laughs> it's okay. We still want you to keep coming back, Johnny. For sure. Obviously. Yep. Three minutes, this man. Is, this is definitely a bad game here, though. This, this is, is one of those games ridiculous. where I don't know if the team, the Preds are just thinking ahead of time and they're like, we don't care who we play at this point. I don't know what's going on. But the fact that you just let it, the fact that you just let a four goal lead evaporate like that against the Coyotes, against any team that's inexcusable, but it's definitely inexcusable against the Coyotes. It really is. I don't know if it's a lack of focus. I don't know. I mean, obviously Connor Ingram has let some goals by that he probably should have saved. I don't know what it is. It's systematic issues. It's they all share blame here, but it's yep. a really bad taste in your mouth going into the playoffs. This game right here, you wanted Especially, to go into the, you wanted to go into the playoffs firing on all cylinders, feeling good about yourself, feeling confident. You can't pull any confidence from this performance tonight. You can't. No, no. And then, you know, in three days you're going to be going to what looks like Colorado. I'm going to call it the House of Pain is where you're going. Definitely the House of Pain. Yeah. Hell well, either one of them we're going to be. Yeah, the, the, yeah the Calgary Flames, the the what do they call their place? The Saddle Dome? Is that it? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what they call it. That's going to be the House of Pain too, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going either to be way. We're at uh, 2.30. I'm calling it right now. The Preds are going to tie it, so we have to stay up later, Rich. They might. We'll see. That that would be. Uh, they, I think they're just toying with us at this point, Rich. They well, want right us now to. They, they, 
they want us to hit two hours on the episode. We're at an hour and 38 minutes this late at night. Um, I go. just, pa- I just passed midnight. Rich is at past 1am. This is how much we care about y'all here on catfish on ice. We are willing to stay up late with y'all. Johnny looked up some stats. Preds are 12, 12, Oh, and four historically in the regular season in Glendale. 12, 14, 0, and 5, if you include the 2012 playoff matchup. Look at these stats that Johnny's bringing in. Kudos, man. Kudos for that research there. For sure. Lindsay said, right, yes, what, it's the dome. It's What What is going on here, Rich? What's going on? I'm looking at 90 seconds inside of yeah, 90 there's seconds. There's a minute, 30. Preds can't – they can't get possession to even pull Ingram out. So I think they're going to wind up losing this game. Never yeah, there's a, a minute look. 20. This is ridiculous. I'm so disappointed in them right now. <laughs> As I'm sure they are right. themselves. Glass, glass half full. They want to play Colorado so that they can just completely crush everyone out there. Yeah. They can shock the world. That's what that's oh. what their goal is. Oh, they pulled him finally. Let's see. A minute left. All right, Ingram they actually uh, 21 saves actually, on the night for Ingram. They actually skated the puck into the zone instead of dumping it. Imagine that. Ingram. Imagine that. Normally they dump it. Yeah, they do, yeah. Which I hate with a passion. Like, come on, guys. Are you kidding me? Oh, what ha- what just happened? Oh, the I think the Predators are going on the power play. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Here we go. Buckle in. Is that a six on four, right? Hey, nothing's going to top Tuesday's game. The the episode no. 124 where, where uh, we all were frozen in time. If you watch oh, that nice. video, Rich, if you watch that video, Rich, awesome. it looks like the video's frozen. I know. I'm like this. For all, like, all, like three, all three of us are not moving, and it's like you think the video is <laughs> frozen. Yeah. Oh, that was a... That was crazy. I was showing one of my buddies. I was showing one of my buddies the clip, and he was like, "Dude, the video is frozen." And I'm like, "No, it's not frozen. It's just we didn't know what to do." (laughs) Give it a second. We were literally like frozen in time and didn't know what to think at the time. Uh, no power preds. Come on, preds. Just get a point. We want to play Calgary. Calgary wants to play us as well. Like it's just it's a match made in heaven. I guess. <laughs> oh. I mean, I don't know what to say. Oh, we're calling a timeout now, Johnny Hines. Okay. All right. What is John Hines saying in this huddle right now, Rich? Please. He is saying nothing. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> what is John Hines thinking in his head right now? I'll rephrase that question. I don't know. I don't I'll know. tell you what he's thinking, Rich. He's thinking, if only we play to our identity tonight. <laughs> that's what he's saying. He doesn't even have to show up to the press conference tonight. Just send, just send someone out that they can say, um, "Yes, Coach Hines uh, wanted this team to play to to their identity, and they didn't do that tonight." And John Hines, he can just go home early. He can like yep. jump on the team bus early uh, and not even waste his time going to the press conference to tell everybody what we already know he's going to say. John Hines is like. At least I'm not in Jersey anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those fans are brutal. 
those Northeastern fans, the New York area and stuff, oh, they yeah. are. Yeah. Especially Devils fans. They're like, we've had that cup before. We want it back. Yeah. Well, <clears> they've <throat> been bad. That team's been bad for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Johansson almost tied it up. Almost is not going to work. No, not at all. Johnny is really ahead. I'm at 29 seconds. He's at 19 seconds. So this goaltender that has come in and shut out the Preds after the yep. first four goals have give, were given up, Yep. I have never heard of this guy, have you? Nope. Nope. They said that the guy that started was drafted, was drafted by, the by the Preds. Yeah, but um, this – this other guy that's come in, he's 32 years old. He's he's 32 years old. He's only played 14 career games, if that tells you anything. That's crazy. He He's played in five games this season. He's got an 8.838 save percentage, a 5.14 goals against average, but somehow he manages to shut out the Preds. Hey, man. You know the Preds uh, struggle against – uh, goaltenders who are notoriously not great. <clears throat> ha- I, I'm trying to pronounce this guy's name right. Uh, Hari Sateri. I hope I'm know. pronouncing his name right. I'm not even sure. He was drafted in 2008. <clears throat> wow. By the San Jose Sharks. And he has managed wow. to play in 14 career games. And I'm not making fun of him. I'm just trying to tell you. This is typical Preds fashion that they yep. get lose to a goaltender like this. He makes twenty six of he makes twenty six of twenty six saves to send the Predators to a regulation loss, and they will be the final wild card. Whereas the Dallas Stars will take the top wild card and the laughing stock, a laughing stock. <laughs> Give up a four-goal lead. That's ridiculous. Episode That's 125 ends in such hilariously embarrassing fashion, Rich. Oh, my gosh. We we stayed up for that. I know. I'm going to go. I, I was so hopeful. I could have been in bed sleeping like an hour ago. I know, right? Good on you, Coyote fans. Gosh, I'm happy for Good them. They deserve it. But yeah. um, I don't like right. it. I don't, I don't like this at the expense of us, but they do no, deserve it. No, I don't it. either. So, I'm going to go um, Avalanche yeah, like, five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, give me your reasoning. I'm going Avalanche in five. They're too. They're too big. The Preds can't beat the Coyotes after a four goal lead. Definitely, <laughs> they might get one. They might get one, but I doubt it. Um, and then Flames against Stars. I'm going Flames in five on that one as well, <clears throat> for sure. So there you go. There you go. Well, you're probably being generous to give the Preds I a might win be. against the Avalanche. I might be. I might be. I'm, um, we'll but I'm also. I'm going to stick with you though. I'm going to stick with you. Somehow the Preds will get a win at home, either game three or game four. I'll go game four. Okay. They'll get. I'll, I'll really narrow down my bet. I'll narrow down my bet. Mm-hmm. Avs are going to win the first three games. They're going to be three zero. Preds are going to limp into game four with no hope whatsoever to win the series, and they'll somehow figure out a way to to claw their way to one win to save face so they don't get swept. And yep. then they will go back for game five in Colorado. And this season will be over. And uh, we, at least we can say we've made it to another playoffs. I don't know what else yep. to say. 
Um, that, there's my hopes right there. Uh, Calgary and Dallas has the makings for seven games. I am going to shock some people here. Uh oh. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lindsay. I'm sorry. Oh wow. I am going. Uh, Lindsay, please be my friend after <laughs> I make this prediction. Here it is. Dallas. Dallas in six. Wow. Wow. That's I'm telling massive. you. I've been saying this for like the whole second half of this season. Dallas is coming. Yeah. Well, they're all they, I I felt, I felt like Dallas just had to figure out a way to get back into the playoffs. They still got all their core players that took them to the Stanley cup a couple seasons Mm -hmm. ago. They've got Jake Ottinger, who is a Stanley cup caliber goaltender. So they got that box checked off. Mm-hmm. They are legit. They can make some noise. They can me- easily make a first round upset against Calgary. Yep. I was ready I mean, to say the star. I was ready to say the stars were going to take Colorado to six or seven games if they were playing Colorado. I I think highly of the Dallas Stars. I do. Yeah. So and, no and offense be, to Cal- uh, oh, no no offense to Lindsay's Calgary Flames, but I got Dallas in six. She said we will just pure, prove you wrong, and of course I will still be your friend. So there you go. I hope to be proven wrong because I so do like Calgary. Calgary. I'm just trying to be objective here. Calgary fans are wanting that Nashville uh, matchup, so it would be a good slugfest. Well, you're going to get that with Dallas. So yeah, you're still going to get it. You're, you're still, still going to get that. So we are going to try to get with the Tell It As It Is podcast. They wanted to do a preview episode of the playoffs. If we do draw Colorado in the first round. Uh, we have actually had Griffin, who does the mm-hmm. Teledacidus podcast. We've joined him before. So yep. we are going to try to get with him next week for um, to preview this playoff series for the next episode. So stay tuned for that. We'll do our best to make that happen. Until yep. then, this has been episode 125 of Catfish on Ice with Chad Minton and Rich Al. Thanks for staying up late with us. Mm-hmm. Fred's lose. They don't get a point. They are the Heard. second wild card. They they will play the Cal- Colorado Avalanche. I almost said the Calgary Avalanche. Really. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, so, yeah, the Predators will play the Colorado Avalanche in the first round. Um, yeah. So, uh, yay. Let's get ready for that. All right. Take care, everybody. We love you. We appreciate you listening. We'll see you in the next episode.